To promote my new flower shop, I had one place print my business cards, another print my brochures, and a third, my signs. Now my roses aren't red, my violets aren't blue, my geraniums look dead, and I don't know what to do. Staples can help your business stand out with signs, banners, and brochures that are a true reflection of your company. And now with Staples, spend $50 or more on print and marketing services and get $5 off your next in-store purchase. Now my business is blossoming and I'm spending less green. Exclusions apply. In-store only. And 62318. Welcome. by any of the 108 Atlanta-area O'Reilly Auto Parts stores, where you'll find everyday low prices on the parts you need to keep your vehicle at its best. Our guaranteed low prices ensure you're always getting our best deal. In fact, we'll match any auto parts store's price on any like item. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Cyclone fans to another edition of the Wide Right and Any Life podcast. Last week, we brought you former Cyclone basketball player Naz Mitru Long to catch up. Tonight, we have the pleasure of chatting with his former college roommate and good friend, George Niang. Uh, before we get into it, I'm going to bring in my partner here, Levi. Levi, if you can hear me, go ahead and shout out Dilly Dilly. <laughs> dilly Dilly. Good man. You're a true friend of the crown. <laughs> <laughs> so, George, I, I'm I'm just going to start there. Uh how did how did you get wrapped up in the in the dilly dilly madness? Because it kind of spread like wildfire throughout uh, Cyclone Nation. Well, shoot, man! All the credit can't go to me because uh, so obviously you guys have seen the commercial, and uh, mm. so when it, when it came out, I, I just remember talking to Naz and thought it was pretty funny. And then uh, I was on Twitter one day, and I wasn't watching the Cyclone game, and Naz tweeted out something like to the. Um, to the man uh, who scored the touchdown, like Dilly Dilly or something like that. And then uh, I I quote tweeted and tweeted back at him. And then it kind of got pretty hot. And then I just remember t- quote tweeting Kirk Herbstreit when he said Matt Campbell was leaving and sending him to the the, um, the pit of misery. The, yeah, the pit, the pit of misery. And, uh, and then it was just was nuts after that. Like Bud Light had sent me some Dilly Dilly shirts, hats, like – I was waiting on them to send me a 30 rack, but I mean, I guess I'll hold my breath on that one. <laughs> you mean, but they didn't hook you up. What the hell? The only thing they do is they mm. make beer. <laughs> it, it's all good. It's all good, man. I'm not, I'm not drinking during the season. So, so, uh, I can, I can wait it out. Fair enough. So at this point, you're playing for the Santa Cruz Warriors uh, of the G League right now. It uh, looks like you're averaging about 18.7 and 6.8 rebounds per game. Uh, this is year two of professional basketball for you. How are things going uh, in the life of a professional basketball player? I know you're a little removed from the college game now, but you don't have to uh, – don't feel like you have to go to class and, and do papers and, and things like that. You can just focus on your craft. Man, you would think, you know, people would love uh... – being out of college, you know, and playing professional basketball. But um, uh, there's a song called, uh, I think, Asher Roth. And, you know, uh, I forget the name of it, but I remember him saying at the end of it, like, uh, do I have to graduate or can I just stay here for the rest of my life? That's kind of like me in a nutshell. You know, just uh, you just think about all the good times that you've had in college, you know, with 
cool people. I mean, I was lucky to have a great uh, experience at Iowa State and be surrounded by such cool people that, you know, I mean, you kind of miss it. I mean, don't get it twisted. I mean, I love what I do. I wake up, I play basketball for a living. I'm extremely blessed. But there's a lot of good times at, at Iowa State and people that, you know, I miss on a daily basis. You know, we could probably try to scrounge together an extra year of eligibility if you want wanted to come back. Yeah, we should do that and then have me come out to that Asher Roth song. Don't pass <laughs> out with your shoes on. <laughs> there you go. Dude, that's that sounds like an ideal plan. I think that would that would uh, Very. just come out as a surprise basically and just throw down 25 on somebody. That'd be awesome. <laughs> So I, which we, opponent? I guess, which I opponent I, would you like to come back for? Oh come on, man! I'd love to be. I love to. I love to come back for that Iowa Iowa State game. Come on. So that was my <laughs> next question, though. So if you if you can beat one, you can beat one. You can either beat Kansas or you can beat Iowa. Who are you taking? Well, I mean that's tough because you know we already know it's a Cyclone State. So that's, should I? Yeah, you know I mean, I don't really need to. I don't really need to prove that. True. You know, True. I'll probably say Kansas. You know, play them again at home. Yeah, so we got to get back for the blard anyway, so. Yeah. At this point, you're uh, you're in the, you're in the G League. You, you had some time with with the Pacers last year. You were, you were drafted. You were on the on the NBA roster. Um, played a little bit with the the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, I believe, if I, if that's right. And uh, yeah. at this point, what what are they? What are the Warriors telling you, or what are other NBA teams maybe telling you uh, that you need to improve on, or to continue doing uh, in the G League down there to get another crack uh, at being on an NBA roster? Uh, you know, just to continue to be able to shoot the ball well from the outside, uh, make winning plays, and you know, uh, uh, really just you know be me and do what I do. I mean, I think, you know, mm-hmm. coming out of college uh, last year, I really didn't have an identity in the NBA. And, you know, the longer you're, you're in there, you kind of figure out where you can find, fit in and find a niche with knocking down three-point shots and making plays for other guys. So I'm just trying to be a playmaker. And when the ball comes to me, knock down uh, open threes. That's kind of the exciting part about you being within the Warriors franchise too, is your game is just perfect for that offense. Just with your ability to pass, to shoot, and uh, score inside and outside. I mean, that's that's awesome. If you ever get a chance to go up and play with the big, play in the big show with the with the with Golden State, that'd be a big time. I think that'd be a really good fit for one. Uh, you you and Draymond up, you and Draymond running up the front court would be an interesting watch for sure. Yeah, no, I think you know Golden State really values uh, high IQ basketball players who can shoot the ball, and I feel like you know I fit perfectly in that system. I think that's why I've done so well with their G League team. So now being with two different franchises, being with Pacers, being with the Warriors, you know, you've gotten to obviously play with guy like guys like Paul George and stuff like that. So you got you gotta play with some of the big name some of the some big name players wherever. So who's your I guess who's your uh uh favorite person off favorite is the right word, but kind of the, the guy you look up to the most is that you've gotten to share the court with? Um I don't know. Oh, whether yeah, whether George, it's teammate Jeff, or or opponent. Paul George, Jeff T, you know, all all those guys, C J Miles, Al Jefferson in Indiana. 
um, Glenn Robinson, Miles Turner, all those guys were were good uh, to me. Um, but uh, you know, I I think being in the Warriors organization, being up there for training camp, um, was was eye opening. You know, just because you see all these guys are have all these accolades, but they consistently come in and do their work at the same time every day. Like they never miss a beat, and you want wonder why they're so consistent because they have a routine for every day and they never skip a beat. And, you know, instead of guys being on their phone, being on Instagram, these guys are reading books. They're, you know, challenging themselves in the community. So I just think the consistency of how they're professionals all the time is, was really eye opening. So does, does that kind of, I mean, have you had to have, have a conversation with like with Steve Kerr at all? Cause he seems like that kind of guy where he'd be a, a big reader and a big, and a really great mind in general. Yeah, no, Steve Kerr is a, a great guy. I mean, he he's one of the best guys out, you know. I mean, he just does a mm-hmm. great job of relaying his message to his guys and what's important uh, on the court and off the court. And, you know, really he's he's a even even better professional. I think he handles himself unbelievably especially with all the success that he's had as a, a new coach with winning championships and going to the finals uh, I just think it's really amazing how he handles himself and how he treats other people George you scored your yeah, first basket right in front of right in front of Fred Hoiberg uh, and did you how much how much or I'm, I'm assuming that you did but how much shit did you talk to, to Fred that game after you uh, scored your basket? <laughs> you smack talking over the bench. I don't know. I think I might have was smack talking more when I got in a preseason game against them and had like four threes. But uh, no, the the first bucket they were beating us that I scored in the NBA, they were beating us by like twenty. So I I couldn't. There wasn't really much room for me to talk smack. I actually was there for that game. I remember you came in. You played most of the fourth quarter. You had like 14 points or something like that. I actually, because I actually made the trip up to Chicago. I was living in Cincinnati at the time. It was was 16, man. Don't lowball me, man. So so (laughs) I I apologize. Because it was funny because I was sitting there. I had had my my George Niang jersey, and I was sitting there the whole game or whatever, and I was the only one cheering around. And as soon as you came in, like I was sitting up in the upper deck of the United Center, and I was just cheering as soon as you came in. Or whatever, I was just like tearing my head off, or whatever, and all the all the Chicago fans around me were like, "This is dipshit." I'm like, sorry, that's my boy. Yeah, way to hold it down, man. I love it. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm here for, man. <laughs> so I I saw a tweet that uh, you you responded to that you never you never cracked twenty your freshman year at Iowa State, and uh, Lindell Wigginson came in and scored twenty one the other night, so. How how salty are you with with Lindell for uh, doing something that you never did your freshman year? Uh, there's so many things I could I could say to that, but you know I'm, I'm happy for the kid. You know, uh, I'm, I'm real happy for uh, those guys, and you know he's gonna be a stud, man. He just has to stick to the process and continue to to work hard and get better every day. And you know, next thing you know, scoring 20 points. In, a game or in a game will, won't mean anything to him, and he'll be focused on winning championships. I'm, I'm sure 20 points doesn't mean anything to him now, but I mean, going forward, you know, just continuing to get better and, and carry the torch. I mean, I think the biggest thing, you know, that me and Naz talk about all the time is, you know, 
we wanted to build something where, you know, we could look back and be like, wow, you know, we made something of our time, you know, there. And I don't want to say build an empire because that basketball isn't just – The Proman Empire? You know, there's more to li- yeah, there's more, there's more to life than just basketball. But, I mean, I felt like we did a better job of putting that program in a better place. And now those guys need to feel the same pressure and, and take it to a new level and bring, it in, bring the program to an even better place. I, I would agree wholeheartedly that you and Naz and Monte and and Matt Thomas and even Deontay Burton and DeAndre Kane, all those guys, I think they you guys did you know, the last five, six Don't years. Don't forget you know, the great Melvin Edgem in that one, too. And, yeah, Melvin, yeah. I, I, it's funny because he, he's one that he just always seemed to kind of slip under the radar, but he really is one of the, you know, probably he's, if, he, if you're putting an all-time, like an all-time, I would say, basketball roster together, he's probably on there someplace. Uh, if not as a starter, then, you know, one of the first guys off the bench. But, you know, just, you, you guys really did so much to help build what we have now. And I think there's – it wasn't just, you know, a year here, a year there or something like that. I mean, it was, you know, six, seven years of just constant, continuous success. And I think you guys helped build a foundation uh, going forward where it's, you know, where you guys raised that floor uh, where, you know, we'll never you – know, we, we should – barring – catastrophe, you know, we should never go back to down to where we were, like under Greg McDermott or anything like that. But now we can expect, you know, we can we can improve we have a foundation there that we can continually be not just, you know, a hopeful tournament team, but we're in the tournament, we're looking for high seeds and things like that. So I think you guys were a huge, huge part in that. Yeah, no, I think that's what we uh strive for every day we were there every year just to, to get a little better. Um and I think, you know, we did that. Recently, you you came to Des Moines uh, and played a game uh, in front of several several thousand Iowa State fans that, that showed up to watch you. What was that experience like uh, playing playing in front of uh, Hilton Magic again for once uh, as a basketball player? Man, it was kind of crazy because I haven't you know been to Iowa or played in played in Iowa for uh, for two years now. So, um, so I was a little nervous, you know, before the game. Like, you know, I haven't played in front of these people in so long. You know, I just didn't want to disappoint, you know. So I kind of, you know, was putting pressure on myself the whole game. You know, I, I played an all right game. We ended up losing, which I wish we could have won. But uh, it, it was awesome. You know, the fan support there was amazing. You know, I really felt the love. And I, I couldn't have asked for a better uh, group of people. Uh, to support me and that being the, the Cyclone fans. Yeah, no, it was it was good good to hear all that. And and Naz is coming next week, and Naz, I uh, saw that um, Naz and Monte got to play against each other. It was like the other day or something like that. Have you uh, kept up with Monte at all? Given him some any any, any pointers as he's coming into the league? Yeah, no, um, we played Monte. Uh, uh, I think the next game after I played in Iowa, I'm not going to tell you how it turned out, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but it's good, you know. All of us are, are pretty uh, well connected since we left, stay in contact, and uh, mm-hmm. always talk about. Oh, did you watch the game last night? Or even the football, like what the football team is doing. Like all of us get geeked up about it all the time, and you know, talk to each other and be like, Oh, did you watch this? Did you see that? So I just think. The biggest thing with being a cyclone is you're a cyclone through and through, whether it's like 
if the softball team were to go to the, the you know national championship, I feel like we'd be calling each other, talking about it and stuff like that. You're just always rooting for the Cardinal red and gold. Absolutely. That's, and that's kind of one thing that I think that we do really well as a fan base is just treating everybody like family and then and really bringing in the family. You're not just you know a former basketball player, not just a former alum, uh, but you're really a member of the of the family. Uh, and, and we, you know, keep, you know, like, you know, two years down the road, you're in a G League game in Des Moines and a couple thousand people show up and, you know, however many stay, you know, hundreds of people stay afterwards to get your autograph and talk to you and whatever else. So, um, you know, I, I always like to see, it's always great seeing former players come back and, and, uh, and stay involved in, in the community and, uh, not and pay attention to not just their team, but you know, like see, like you're saying, follow the football team and you know, if the softball team or the soccer team or whatever it is, um, it's always good to see that. So I, I really appreciate you guys, you know, commitment to being part of the of our of our big cyclone family. I guess. Oh, I mean, you don't have to appreciate that. We appreciate you know the support. I mean, you, what we realize as players is you don't get this type of support anywhere you go. So, you know. That being said, we're so thankful that we we got the opportunity to play for you guys and, you know what I mean, be a part of the large-knit community. I feel like there's cyclones everywhere uh, everywhere I go, and that's the best feeling ever. So you, you mentioned the football team what? before. What do you, what's, your, what's your thoughts on, on Matt Hamill, what he's doing? Oh, I love him. I love him, man. He's, uh, he's doing an excellent job, and, you know, to think <clears> – <throat> about where the football team was before he got there and then in two years to have us go into a bowl and playing the way we're playing. I mean, there's just so much excitement, passion, energy in that team. And you think about it, he has a lot of guys coming back too. So he's doing it with guys that he gets to nurture, you know, build a culture around. And I think that's so big in college sports. And uh, he's done a tremendous job, especially with such little time. And I think it's just amazing. We mentioned fan support a lot, and uh, I know when Steve Prohm uh, came to Ames, he mentioned that it was one of the one of the reasons that he wanted to come to Iowa State was because of the fan support uh, and Hilton Magic and, and a lot of those things like that. Now, with that being said, you you came to play for for Fred Hoiberg. Um, he leaves to go coach the Bulls. I know I know you you had indicated in the past that um, you guys understood everyone. All of your goals were to play in the NBA. His goal is to coach in the NBA. How was that transition? How was that different playing for Rome versus Hoiberg? We we asked Naz kind of the same thing. I'd be interested in your thoughts as to the difference in in practices and style and things like that. Um, you know, the, the those guys uh, obviously are, are two different people, two different coaches. But I think the the best thing about those two guys, they both have genuine hearts. You know, they genuinely care about their players as basketball players, but off the court, they genuinely care about us as people. Like I still keep in contact with both of them and uh, they do a great job of, you know, just staying involved in in people's lives, whether, you know, you can do for anything for them or you can't, you know, and I think that's the the best part about um, a good coach is obviously I, I can talk X's and O's with you guys all day. We'll be here for an hour and a half, but I mean, I think the biggest thing is when you uh, have a coach that, cares about you as a person that just makes you want to run through a brick wall for them and I think those guys uh both those guys have that quality 
and I think that's why, you know, they're very successful coaches. Is coaching something that you'd ever be interested in down the road? Oh, yeah, I'd love to go back and and coach at Iowa State, you know. I mean, obviously there's a lot of things in my life that I want to achieve, but if I ever had the opportunity, I would – I would take it and, you know what I mean, and embrace it and be up for the challenge. You know, I I love Ames, Iowa. I love the state of Iowa. I, I love Iowa State Athletics. And, uh, you know, that, that's something that, you know, I'd look into in the future. But obviously, I mean, I can't read the future. I have a lot of, a lot of life to live before we can start thinking uh, about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you go fifteen down the road, fifteen years down the road. You got your Hall of Fame career, NBA career taken care of. Steve needs an assistant. You're coming back. <laughs> Come back home. You said head coach. You didn't say assistant. Well, well yeah, <laughs> you gotta, that's that, okay. That's that's fair. I figured. I, you know, I figured I'd pull you in, let you let you get a hang of the ropes there for a year or two, let you get on the road and do some recruiting, and then then Steve, you know, hey, Fred, gives him Fred over as he fades off into the uh, well, yeah, that's that's true. Hey, Levi, true, but he was also a GM. The, whole, the whole segment, so uh, you know, so I, I'm not surprised by that. That's well, see, see, but then see, you know, Coach Fulham would be still still be around back then. So you're gonna have to probably gonna have to res, arm wrestle him for the job or something. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can see if I'm doing enough curls now to beat him. <laughs> you gotta gotta keep gotta keep lifting there. He looks like he lifts, so. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna hold you. I'm gonna hold you to it. So about what 2017? I'm gonna hold you about 2000. Yeah, 2030. We'll be looking for you. All right, man. <laughs> George, I got I got one uh, one more NCAA tournament question. Um, after kind of a heartbreaking loss on on Saturday. Uh, to to the Wildcats of Kansas State, we started reminiscing event against some heartbreakers, and you had several heartbreakers in the NCAA tournament. I know they didn't necessarily end the way that you would have uh, would have would have liked, but uh, of all of them, uh, which which one was the, the hardest for you uh, to stomach between an injury, an upset, a last second shot, and then playing your last last collegiate game uh, in the United Center. Ah, uh, you know, I think the toughest one was definitely the UAB one. That one hurts the most, just because you know we had just come off, you know, a Big Twelve, our second Big Twelve tournament championship, and you know, you 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 really don't know. I really didn't know what was going to happen with Fred, but you know, looking back at it, hindsight, that was my last time playing for him, and you know, obviously that's emotional in and of itself, but. You know, just we had so much potential with that team, and uh, and we lost in the in the first round, and that was just that was just tough to take. And then, you know, obviously you're reminded of that. You know, when one of your teammates passes away from a, a tragedy um, yeah. a year later, and uh, so it, it's just a lot of stuff that goes back to that game. And I, you know, I think about it constantly, and think about Bryce, and you know, he's in a better place. Right now, but you know, also thinking about the last time playing for for Coach Hoiberg, and you know, and and that you know chapter of my life kind of closing. Yeah, I guess I, I hadn't thought about. I guess I hadn't thought about all the the retrospective parts of that game too. Where at the time during the game, it wasn't you know obviously it was an upset loss, so it's done. But you didn't you don't realize 
looking back on all the stuff that happened later on is what all came out of that game is it was last time playing for Fred, uh, you know, obviously last time playing with Bryce, things like that. So that, that's actually a really good thing. I, I had my, I had my money on that you were going to go with the, uh, with the 2014 tournament where you broke your foot. Uh, Cause there's a lot, no, there's a lot of, a lot of Cyclone fans. I think they had that not happened. There was a pretty decent chance that there was a final four round waiting to happen. But, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think, tried to d- d- the, delete that out of my mind because I couldn't live with the what if, you know. That's true. That's, so, that's a fair point. Well, plus it gets kind of a decent thing to have out of that. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of the broken foot is kind of was sort of one of the impetuses that led to your to you kind of really transforming your body, losing all that weight, and getting stronger and everything. Right. Yeah. No, it was. And then it, and think about all that, and then me coming back my junior year and all that built up, and then us losing in the first round. I mean, that was the hardest one to take, definitely. Yep. I've got one more one more for you. It's kind of uh, out of left field, but uh, a teammate of yours, Kevin Kevin Durant, um, you, you've been able to, to interact with him a little bit and see how other players interact. I just got to know how much – how much smack did people talk to him after his decision to, to leave Russ at, at Oklahoma City and, and go join the super team of the Warriors? Is, they, is he getting razzed for an entire 48 minutes? Um, you know, the crazy part is nobody really says anything to him. I mean, Kevin's such a super cool dude, nice guy, that and so good at basketball that everybody respects him, you know, and I, I think – what the media portrays is, is not everything of, of how it really goes down. Like, well, I was there. Nobody talked about it once. I mean, people just uh, overdo things, you know, and it's, it's kind of unfortunate because Kevin's such a great guy and he stands for all the right things. And uh, so, I mean, I think it's a little, a little uh, blown out. But, I mean, if anybody wants to talk smack to Kevin Durant, I'm, I'm sure he'll gladly come out there and give you a quick 40. Um, yeah, if, well, if you that's, that's probably one. So, that's probably, I mean, that's probably one of the reasons nobody says anything is because he's so damn good or whatever. I'm sure the, sure the Warriors guys, I'm sure all the Warriors players are certainly happy that he's there. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, George, we, we appreciate you taking the time uh, to chat with us. Uh, I know the logistics logistics it took a while to get ironed out but you're a busy guy you're traveling uh you're you're actually playing a game here tonight in oklahoma city is that correct yes i am i'm getting ready right now man well we won't we won't keep you we'll let you get to shoot around and uh drop uh drop 30 for us tonight cyclone fans are are rooting for you uh we love keeping track of your progress uh, and we love how open you are with the fan base and, and kids and, and things like that. I know uh, you're the, you're a role model to a lot of a lot of Cyclone kids out there, um, and we couldn't think of a better one uh, for them to have. Oh, thank you guys. I really appreciate that. That means a lot. You know, next if you're gonna next next season, I know the football season's over now. But next season, if you make it out to a football game, let us know and we'll uh, we'll tailgate. Give a give bid on me. Oh, oh, don't you worry. We'll we'll get Bud Light to make a little event, and I'll and I'll be there for a football game. Don't you worry. Well, there you go. You might, you might have some more. You might have some more leverage with them. I don't think. I don't think we're. I think we're too. Uh, we're too small time for them. But you got George Neyang showed up, man. I think. 
and they might do some. I think there's a, <laughs> I think there's a pit of I think there's a pit of misery tweet uh, in your future should Iowa State take down the Hawkeyes next week. There you yes, go, sir. Yes, there. See, we, is. See, have, see, I was, we should. I wish we would have beat Missouri in basketball. Everybody called the pit of Missouri, and it would have been great. Oh, you're. That was, that was pretty crafty. That was pretty crafty. <laughs> All right, that was uh, former Cyclone uh, George Niang. George Niang's got a game to get to tonight. Uh, we appreciate him uh, taking the time and chatting with us about his life as a professional basketball player uh, and how things are going in Ames. As you heard it from him, you can you can look forward to possibly seeing him uh, patrol the sidelines down the road. Uh, he's got a lot of things left to, to accomplish uh, in his professional career, and we know that he certainly will. As always, we, we thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and uh, reach out to George and let him know that you're rooting for him on all that good stuff. As always, go Cyclones. by any of the 108 Atlanta area O'Reilly Auto Parts stores where you'll find everyday low prices on the parts you need to keep your vehicle at its best. Our guaranteed low prices ensure you're always getting our best deal. In fact, we'll match any auto parts store's price on any like item. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. by any of the 108 Atlanta area O'Reilly Auto Parts stores where you'll find everyday low prices on the parts you need to keep your vehicle at its best. Our guaranteed low prices ensure you're always getting our best deal. In fact, we'll match any auto parts store's price on any like item. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs>